Welcome to Joyful Eating. I'm your host, Jules Clancy, a former food scientist and winemaker turned cookbook author and health coach. I've discovered a simple way to have a joyful relationship with food without sacrificing pleasure or my waistline, and I can help you get there too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, hello, and welcome to Joyful Eating episode number 19. So I actually had an idea the other day that I thought it might be fun to start these with just sharing something that I've eaten really lately that's been super, super delicious. And so on the weekend, I went to the farmer's market on Saturday and just, you know, my body was just really felt like greens, like it's wintertime here and I just, energy has been a bit low. And I also think my iron is a bit low. So I've got some chicken livers to make pate, but I just got a heap of greens. So we've got this really amazing uh, farmer that comes that has all all organic stuff. It's really reasonably priced. And so I got uh, nettles, like steamed nettles, dandelion greens, and then a heap of silver beet, rainbow chard, kale, like all the greens. And then I did did this for the first time. I hadn't made this before, but this idea of like, I think they do it in, in Crete or somewhere in Greece where they boil up the greens and you eat the greens with heaps of olive oil and salt, but then you also save the cooking water and you drink that as a tea. And oh my God, like, I, so I was not expecting to enjoy the cooking water because it like, it looks so brown and it was a bit greeny color, but just looked like murky, like sludge from the pond kind of thing. But I used like really beautiful sea salt and I was just like, okay, I'm going to try this. And it was insanely delicious. Like miso soup, like so much umami, so much flavor going on. And I could just feel it doing me good. Like it was just, it was so amazing. So there's a lesson in there. Michael Pollan says to drink the spinach water. And yeah, I agree. Like drinking the the water from the greens, it's definitely, definitely something I'm going to continue doing. And I've saved the rest. So I'm going to uh, have it during the week. So looking forward to my cups of greens. Okay. So that's what I've been eating that's been really good. Uh, so today's episode is the one about the chips, which of course is a friend's, friend's reference. I love how they used to have all their episodes were the one about whatever. So today's episode is about the chips. And really it's a story of one of my clients, Melanie. So I'm going to talk about the story behind the story, like what inspired this episode. And then we're going to talk about how to be take it or leave it around any food. So if that's chips for you, like it was for my client, Melanie, could be wine, could be donuts, could be cookies, whatever it is, insert your vice here. I'm going to talk through some steps to learn how to be take it or leave it around any food. Then of course, we'll finish off with the key takeaway so you know exactly where to head next. So the story behind the story here is Melanie, uh, one of my, my my coaching clients actually posted in our group, um, we've got a, a group forum area, a picture of so you'll have to imagine this, a picture of a packet of chips and I think they were kettle chips or something and circled in red was the best before date. And Melanie said, check out the expiration date on these chips circled in red with like all these smiley faces. I bought them well before the expiry date when doing all the work to change my thinking to see chips as an indulgence I enjoy, but they can also take or leave and not as their own major food group. Before starting coaching, the whole bag would have been gone in less than two days and never sat on the shelf six weeks past the date. Uh, I've eaten chips between that time and now and enjoyed every bite. I've also never felt deprived when I've not chosen not to have chips. It's the best of both worlds. 
so thrilled and encouraged to get the unexpected reinforcements this this morning while organizing the pantry that I trust the process because the process works and that I am someone who has a healthy relationship with food. Thanks for making this possible, Jules. And when I read that, I was just like, yes, Melanie, so exciting. So just wanted to share this story because we all have these stories that we tell ourselves around that, you know, there's some food, well, for me, it was wine, like, you know, that we would we're powerless over. And the thing is that it's just not true. And that more I do this work with people, the more I get them to see that that you can actually coexist with any food like and enjoy it and still be healthy and losing weight. And so we're going to talk now about how we go about doing that. So how did we take it or leave it around chips or, you know, insert your, whatever your vice is here. So step number one, coach with me. <laughs> no, just joking. Uh, but that is an option, but you don't really need to do that. We, we'll, we've got some other ideas for you to play around with first. So step number two is to let go of limiting beliefs. So for example, this idea that if I eat chips, I won't lose weight. It's those thoughts that are actually causing the problem. Or another one that comes up is, you know, I can't trust myself around chips. And the thing is that when you restrict and you have this underlying belief that I can't trust myself around sugar, chips, cookies, whatever it is, wine, then that restriction and that belief, like restricting yourself and that underlying belief that you can't trust yourself is what causes you to overindulge when you do have these things. Because you're like, no, no, pushing it away. No, I can't have chips. I can't have chips. And then all of a sudden you've got a bag of chips open. And so of course you're like inhaling the whole thing because you've denied yourself chips for so long. And you have this, this, you're telling yourself, I can't trust myself. And so of course what happens is you eat the whole packet, then you feel regret and you go into this cycle cycle of you know restricting and then in, overindulging and restricting and overindulging. So the first step is really to break free of that pattern and let go of these ideas that I can't trust myself around chips and even like try and think some new thoughts on on purpose around this like you know it's possible I could learn to trust myself around chips and also let go of this idea that eating any chips is going to impact your health or your weight loss because it's really so untrue. And it's like this myth that we've been taught in the diet industry or from the diet industry of like, you know, there's this, always this list of foods to avoid. And the thing is that unless you're like, you know, it's peanuts and you're anaphylactic to peanuts, eating some of whatever foods are on the list, foods to avoid list isn't going to be a problem. It's how much you eat of them that's the problem. So we need to reprogram our thinking around that and just start to embrace the belief that I can eat chips and be healthy. I can eat chips and lose weight. So it's not an either or situation. And so that's the first thing is like just getting your brain right, like letting go of those limiting beliefs. Then the next thing is to do an experiment and just give yourself some permission to have whatever it is and plan it in advance. Like, so I'm going to have chips tonight or tomorrow, whenever it is. And first thing with that is so fun to do it because then you get to enjoy the anticipation of, I'm going to like, rather than it just be, you randomly end up finding yourself like with your head in a bag of chips, like you're actually going to get to look forward to the chips and you're going to get to enjoy that anticipation. And so, you know, like if you think about Christmas and when you're a kid, like the anticipation is one of the most you know, beautiful. It's and uh, that can be bring just as much pleasure as the actual having of the chips. So we want you to enjoy that anticipation. Then the next thing is to actually allow yourself to enjoy the chips. Like sit down with the chips. Like 
you know, remove distractions, like just really give yourself some time to really focus on the chips and really allow yourself to feel the pleasure of the chips. Because the thing is that when you're, you know, like when you're eating and you're distracted and you're doing something else or you're telling yourself I shouldn't be having these, like all that mind drama and all, all that distraction, it actually blocks you from enjoying the pleasure of having the chips in your mouth. Like you're getting the negative health benefits of eating the chips, but then like you're not actually getting the pleasure from them. And that was a lot of work that I did with Melanie was helping her to slow down and to actually give herself permission and and to eat chips without distraction. So, so far we're like, we're letting go of the limiting beliefs. We're going to choose to do an experiment. We're enjoying the anticipation. Then in the actual moment, we're going to really enjoy the pleasure of whatever it is. And then just start to pay attention to when you feel satisfied. So, you know, it might be that you need to eat the whole pack and that's fine, but just start to play, playing around with the possibility that actually maybe you could have an off switch when it comes to whatever it is, you know, and, and just start to pay attention to that. And then the final step is just to keep practicing, like plan some another time where you're going to have chips and just see it as this new skill you're learning. So yeah, maybe you might overindulge this first time, but what can you learn from that? And the more, more opportunity you give yourself to practice, the more likely it is that you'll get to this point where you, you really are at peace with whatever your current vice is, chips for Melanie, you know, wine for me, cookies for someone else. So, and that really is the secret. It's getting your mind straight and then just trusting yourself and just playing around with it and being willing to get it wrong and just keep practicing until it does become the new you. So that's my secret <laughs> to being being someone who can take it or leave it around chips or any any food really. And the key takeaway I wanted you to take from this is that like it really is possible and that if it's possible for Melanie and chips it, and it's I've seen it with so many people like it's possible for me and wine and I really want you just to start playing around with the idea that it could be possible for you too and all it takes is just to start with that one little experiment so have fun enjoy that anticipation and yeah look forward to hearing how you get on with it okay bye before you go this is the best part So if you enjoyed Joyful Eating, subscribe to the podcast and I'd love to send you a copy of my free cookbook called Six Ingredients, 20 Minutes, Simple Whole Foods for Joyful Weeknight Dinners. It's full of easy recipes, so delicious they'll satisfy even the biggest food snob. Just Google Stone Soup and you'll find it.